Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. I remember vividly growing up, and I couldn't find something in the closet or the pantry, and I'd tell my mom, and she'd say, if I look in there and I find it, Those are some of the scariest words I could hear. And of course, she'd find it right away, right? Well, good morning, church. And again, happy Mother's Day. Today, we choose to celebrate, honor, and appreciate all the moms in here. We're so grateful for you. My name is Pastor Noah. I get the privilege of being on the team and of bringing the word today. But before we get to talking more about the moms, I want to take a minute to appreciate our pastor. Because none of us would be here without him, right? This wouldn't exist without our pastor. So Pastor Keith, thank you so much. Thank you. Truly, truly, what a gift. Can't stress it enough. But I also, in starting, want to recognize some of the mothers who have been significant in my life. I think it's only fair today. And so first of all, I want to talk about my wife, Jaden. Jaden and I have been married two and a half years, and it's been amazing. It's been so cool. And this is actually, if you didn't know, our second time celebrating her on Mother's Day. The first time, our daughter, Sayla, was still in the womb, and we celebrated her. But this one feels a little more special. It feels a little more personal to me. And the reason for that is because I get to see her in action now. It's been so cool to watch Jaden and the way she serves and the way she spends her time and the sacrifices she makes. And if I'm being honest in the patience that I don't show, but she has more of than me. And so, Jaden... Thank you so much for everything you do. There's something powerful, and I'm sure some of you can relate to what I'm talking about. When you are up close and personal with someone, and you see them doing something, and there's no doubt in your mind that God made them for that. And so getting to see Jaden be a mom the last seven months, it's the coolest thing. So thank you for everything you do, Jaden. I love you. The next one is my mom, who's actually watching online this morning. So mom, I love you, and I miss you. And my mom is roughly... 17 hours and 45 minutes away, but who's counting, right? But despite the distance, she still continues to support and encourage me. She finds ways to love and build me up all the time, and I'm so grateful for her. And obviously, she's good, right? Because you look at me. (laughs) She did good. (laughs) But all jokes aside, my mom is awesome. And I got the privilege of growing up in a house where she really loved the Lord. She really wanted to serve Jesus She really found the word of God to be the most important thing. And so I'm so grateful for her. But if you don't know a little bit of my history, I actually grew up with a little bit of a drug problem. I did. Battled with it for years of my childhood, just wrestled with it on and off. It was week to week, a battle for me. My mom drugged me to church every week. Anyone else? (laughs) I know it's not just me. My mom drugged me to church every week. And it's funny But because of her priority, because of what she found to be most important and her fighting for that, instilled a priority for church in me, taught me how important the word of God is, showed me that I need to have a relationship with Jesus. And so this morning, mom, thank you so much. I love you. Can't wait till I get to see you in person again. And we also have Kay. You know, it's awesome to have a mother-in-law who also loves Jesus. And mother-in-laws tend to get jokes made about them a lot and makes me a little sad because we might overlook them. But Kay, I'm so thankful for what you've done in raising your family to love Jesus, uh, that I get the privilege of having a beautiful wife like Jaden who loves the Lord because of what you've done. So Kay, thank you. 
And then to the men in this room, I challenge you, when was the last time you thanked your mother-in-law? When was the last time you appreciated her? She has to deal with you after all, right? So find a way to thank her today. But I also want to appreciate the women in this room because there's a lot of you that need appreciation. Whether you're a mom now, a mom-to-be, a mother figure in someone's life, we are so grateful for you. I can speak for the other men in this room because I know I'm not alone, whether they'd admit it or not, but we need you. Us men seriously need you. I'd be so lost without women in my life. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but up until I got married, I didn't even know how to fold a towel. Anyone else? I thought I knew. I didn't even know how to fold a towel until I got married, and I still probably don't know, but we're working on it, right? Because I need women in my life. And so whatever your role looks like, even if you're a spiritual mom, because I get the privilege of serving as the youth pastor here, and so I see spiritual moms up close and personal, those who don't come with a title necessarily, but want to serve and give their life away to helping this next generation really know who Jesus is. They want to really serve and meet the needs of these young people because they need it. And so whatever your context looks like, whatever your situation looks like, women today, we just want to celebrate you. Can we give them a round of applause? It's so beautiful. We don't do it enough. But as I was preparing for the message today, I was actually doing a little bit of research on the history of Mother's Day because I didn't know much about it. And so I looked specifically how it started in the United States, and it started by a woman named Anna Jarvis in 1908. It became an official holiday six years later in 1914, and she started it not being a parent, but wanting to honor and appreciate her mom. She just wanted to show her she loved her. And so she started it not even being a parent, but to celebrate her. And I was reading that, and it's cool, right? But I was also thinking, man, we didn't start Mother's Day. We can't even think of a holiday. We can't even think of one day to appreciate women. So men, we need to do a little better. And I know there's some people here. I can already hear you getting a little defensive. Oh, well, we probably started Father's Day wrong. Wrong. <laughs> women started Father's Day too. So men, we need to do better. But how are you appreciating the women in your life today? How are you honoring and loving on them? It's so important. We can't do it enough. But if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to encourage you to open up to Ephesians chapter 6 today. We'll be reading out of Ephesians 6 in the New International Version, if you're going to follow along with us. And we're going to talk about one word specifically, and that word is honor. We're going to talk about honor today, because I think it's something that's so overlooked or underappreciated in society today. But as you're going there, the message today isn't just for mothers, or not just for children to appreciate your mom. This is for all of us. Honor is something we can all learn from and grow in because I don't know about you, but when I look around Sioux Falls, I don't see a whole lot of honor. Anyone else? When I drive on the road, it's probably the last word I'd use to describe the drivers in Sioux Falls or when I wait in line or when I go to a kid's soccer game and hear the parents. I don't know about honor. I don't know if I'm seeing a whole lot of honor, but it's important. And the Bible actually teaches us that. It's full of commands to honor. Listen to a few of these. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Or how about this one? Marriage should be honored by all. And there's so many more. And so today, let's learn how to truly honor. Let's learn what it means to honor, whether your mother, your spouse, your boss, 
Everyone, let's just learn how to show honor. And so starting in our scripture today, Ephesians 6, starting in verse 1, and the NIV says this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. And all the parents said, amen. God is good, right? His word is so good. I love that, though, because obviously we know this is from the Ten Commandments. It's being quoted. And what we learn here is it's the first commandment that comes with what? A promise. It's the first commandment that comes with a promise. And what's that promise? That if you'd honor your mother and your father, you would enjoy long life on earth. And I was thinking about that preparing for this message. Why does that happen? Is it that I honor my parents and God gives me more years or I honor my parents and they don't take me out? No, just me? I mean, how many of you have ever heard this one before? I brought you into this world, I can take you out of it. Okay, I'm not alone. So we need to learn to honor, right? We wanna live a long life on this earth. But the way the Ten Commandments are set up is actually really interesting to me. Because honor your father and your mother is the fifth commandment, if you didn't know. It's the first one with a promise. But what is also interesting is recent church history. Because if you look at how we've read the Ten Commandments recently, we've divided them up four and five. Four and six, sorry, that's not good math. Four and six. I'm working on it. Four and six. And how we've looked at it recently is the first four commandments are between us and God. And then the six after, how we live with each other. How do we get along in this broken world? And the problem with that is we're looking at it at face value and trying to rationalize the Bible from our understanding instead of seeing what God was trying to say. Maybe honor your father and your mother is the fifth commandment because it's actually between us and God. Maybe God did that on purpose. I want us to think about that. That in to bridge the gap between how we live with God and how we live in this broken world, God wanted to start with your house. God wanted it to start with how you treat your family. And it does make sense. I mean, think about it. God's our ultimate creator, right? He knit us together in our mother's womb. But then your parents created you. It makes sense that to bridge the gap between our relationship with God and how we live with each other, we need to learn how to live at home. You need to learn how to get things right at home first. It makes so much sense. So are we doing that? Are we figuring that out? Because you can't honor your parents if you don't honor God. And you can't honor God if you don't learn to honor your parents. And we're going to talk more about what honor means specifically, but it just can't happen. And it makes so much sense. Why do you think Pastor Keith always says, this isn't the problem, this is? It's not your parents. It's not your kids. you got to get this right. Honor starts with God. And so what I want to do today is give us three ways to show honor to everyone. But before we do that, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you so much for this day. It's sad we need a day, but thank you that it is a good reminder that we can all find ways to show gratitude, appreciation, and honor. And so help us to learn from your word what that looks like. Help your truth to plant seeds in us that would change the way we treat people, starting with our family and going out into our coworkers or that neighbor that rubs us the wrong way. Teach us what honor is. In Jesus' name.
Amen. So if you're taking notes, the first way to show honor, and I want you to read it off the screen with me, is this. Recognize their value. Recognize their value. Jesus said in John 13, 34, love one another as I have loved you. And love actually starts when you get someone's worth. When you get that they're made in the image of God. When you get that even that person that bugs you the most, God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for them. That's how much he loved them. So we got to learn someone's worth, not based on what they mean to us, but what they mean to God. That's where honor starts. And we tend to associate value with what someone can give us. What do they bring to my life? Do they make my life better, easier, make me a better person? But that's not how it works. Because if we look at face value, we miss the role of a mom sometimes. I mean, how many times does a diaper get changed or a house gets cleaned or kids are driven around or a prayer is prayed without a single thank you? I can tell you for me, it's been too many. But we know a mom's role is important. We know that we'd be lost without a mother in our life. And so it's not dependent on what they can offer us, but what they mean to God. Honor starts with recognizing someone's value. They're loved by God, purposed and planned for his plans. And the opposite of honor is dishonor. We know that. But dishonor isn't what we think it is. Dishonor isn't disobedience. It's not being rude or short. Dishonor is treating someone as ordinary or common who isn't ordinary or common. That's what it is. And guess what? A mom isn't ordinary or common. I can tell you that. They're anything but ordinary or common. And as I reflect on my own life, especially around this time of year, a lot of the values that I have, a lot of the values I apply and hold dear in my life come from my mom. There's so many great things she shared with me. And tell me if you recognize this one. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I love it. Love it. It took me 20 years to learn it, but I love it. And I'm still learning it, if I'm being honest. Don't ask Jaden. Just trust me on this. I'm still learning it. But don't say anything at all. And it's wisdom. But can I encourage you to take it a step further? If there's a person who's hurt you, maybe it's your mother, maybe it's a child. If there's someone who's bothered you and you're not okay with, don't just stop there. Find something nice to say. If you don't have anything nice to say, find something nice to say because they're so valuable. They are so loved by God. And there's also biblical values that were passed down to me. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? Forgive others. Turn the other cheek. All things that were passed down to me, values that were given to me, and so the least I can do is to value her, right? That's the least I can do. And so our first way to show honor today is to recognize their value And our second way, if you're paying attention, I want you to read it out with me again, is this. Appreciate their voice. Appreciate their voice. Paul introduced his letter to the church in Philippi by saying this. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. That's a lot of alls right there. But do you thank God every time you think of your spouse, your mom, your dad? your boss, your president? Do you thank God every time you think of them? Because that's how we show honor. 
And it's not just a feelings thing, by the way, or we'd all be in trouble. Paul didn't say, I thank my God every time I think of you and I'm not mad at you. Or I thank my God every time I think of you and you haven't burned me. Every time he thought of them, his response was to thank God because he recognized it does something in us when we thank God. When we thank God, whether we're happy with them or not, whether they've been nice to us or not, whether it's justified or not, we thank God. And it does two things. One, it affects how you treat them. If we start with prayer, if we start with God, it's going to make it a lot easier to be Jesus, to love on the people who are hard to love, to give the appreciation to the people who need it the most. But two, it changes the posture of our hearts. One of the greatest things about prayer, it changes your heart. So go to God in prayer, give him thanks. And I can't tell you how many times for me, I get worked up, I get frustrated and just like you, my natural tendency is to hold on, to try and hold on to bitterness, anger, and to not release forgiveness. But what happens when we pray, when we thank God for them? It's released. We don't have to hold on. You can learn to appreciate them. That's the power of prayer. And I think it's cool as I was looking at this because Philippians was written when Paul was in prison. I don't know if you knew that. Paul's in prison. And if you know what he's in prison for, it's actually his work for the gospel. He's telling people about Jesus, introducing people to a savior. And so Paul's in prison for that writing to other believers who are doing the same thing. I don't know if I was Paul, if I could do the same thing, if I could thank God for those people. I'd be a little jealous. And just to help you understand that, I don't know how well you know me, but I was a little bit, and my mom could, I'm glad she's not here just so she doesn't agree with this, but my mom could tell you, I was a little bit of a troublemaker in school. I was, I admit it. And so a couple times I'd get in trouble. I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing with my friends and I'd get caught for it. So I'm not just a troublemaker, I'm a bad troublemaker, right? Get caught for something. My friends wouldn't get caught though. And so I'm in trouble all alone. And what I'm thinking is, why me? Why not them? This isn't very fair. That's my thinking. But do you think Paul being in prison could have thought, why me? Why not those believers? Why do I have to face such hard times? I guarantee he felt that way sometimes, but he still thanked God every time he thought of them. Because his appreciation, his gratitude wasn't dependent on his or their circumstances. It wasn't dependent on that. It was dependent on a good God. So we all have something to be grateful for, but how can you show appreciation today? Maybe it's giving flowers to your mom or to your wife. Maybe it's writing down all the things you love about them, you're grateful for in them and giving it to them. Whatever it is, how are you showing appreciation? Because honor comes with appreciation. We need to do it. And so our first way to show honor is to recognize their value. Our second way, appreciate their voice. And our third and final way, if you're taking notes, and I want you to read it with me again, is this. Give them affirmation for the victory. Give them affirmation for the victory. See, we just talked about appreciation, and what appreciation is is past-oriented. It's looking back. Thank you for all you've done. Thanks, Mom, for all the sacrifices you made that I was younger and I didn't even notice. It's getting them flowers for being a good mom. But affirmation is future-oriented. When you affirm, you're helping build up someone's future. 
You're helping speak their future into existence. The big plans that God has for them, the good things he wants to do in them is what happens when we affirm someone. And 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I love it. Are you using your words to build people up? Because the book of James tells us your tongue has the power of life and death. Depending how you use it, you can tear people down, you can ruin their day, you can crush them, or you can build them up. You can make them feel like a million bucks. You can speak into their future. But you have to do it. You have to affirm them. It's so powerful, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it because there's times where I look back and I didn't say the things I should have said. I didn't affirm the way I needed to affirm But our words have so much power, and if we don't learn that, we can't show honor. We can't honor people if we don't learn the power of our voice, of the things we say. And the Bible teaches it time and time again, that our words have the power to edify, which means to strengthen, and to build unity. And so if you struggle in a relationship, if things aren't the way you wanted them to go, they don't look good, have you affirmed? Have you used your voice to speak life into someone, trusting that God can build unity, trusting that God can redeem and restore what only he can restore. Because your power, you have the power. And I remember reading this statistic growing up one time, and it said that if you turn 18 and you graduate high school and move away for college, that 90% of the time you spend with your parents is already gone. 90% of the time, you'll spend with them is already gone. It's exactly what I did. I graduated and I moved away for college. And it really makes you think, did I take it for granted? I think I did. And so I recognize I can't change the past. I can't change the way I spent time with my family or didn't, but I can let it impact how I live now. I can let it make me cherish the time I have now because I can't tell you how many times growing up I didn't want to be at home because I wanted to be with my friends. Or when I was home, I just wanted to be in my room. And now I just pray to God. I can't tell you how many times I pray this. I pray to God for more time with my family. It's one of my number one prayer requests. God, give me more time with them. Let me see them again. It's crazy. You know, they say you don't know what you got till it's gone. So true. So enjoy what you have while it's still here. Appreciate it while it's still here. Affirm her while she's still here. Because tomorrow's not promised. I'm sure some of you experienced it where you get that phone call and they're not here with us anymore. They breathe their last. And maybe you didn't get to say the words you needed to say. Or maybe there's some things that are heavy on your heart. And so I'd encourage you, while you still have the chance, speak it, affirm them. Speak love and life into them. We need to do it because we don't want to get that phone call and we missed out. We don't want it to pass us by. But I'd also encourage you today, given that it's Mother's Day, are you a spiritual parent? I want to come back to that. Are you a spiritual parent? Because when you become a Christian, your life isn't your own anymore. When you become a Christian, you are literally called to give your life away, to pick up your cross daily and follow Jesus. And if we're following Jesus, he gave his life away for other people. 
He wanted to tell more people. He wanted to serve and heal more people. And so are you being a spiritual parent right now? Are you holding on? Are you worried about your shortcomings, your insecurity? Because I can tell you I'm around it every day. There are young people who need you. There are young people who, whether they have a parent or not, they need a person who's willing to give them the hard truth, to tell them about Jesus, to love them, to give them hope in hopeless situations. They need you. So I'd encourage you today, who do you need to honor? And don't wait. And do you need to be a spiritual parent? Who's that person? Who's those people that you need to invest in? I love what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.5. He said this, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. That's so powerful to me. Because how many times are we talking about the gospel, what God did back then, and we talk about Paul and Timothy? All the time, right? Those are two of the most common names we bring up, but how many times do we talk about Lois and Eunice? I can promise you that didn't come up in your Bible study last week. But they're so important. We need those people who aren't focused on the praise, who don't care if they ever get on a stage, who don't care if they lead a group of 20 or 30, they just want to invest in the few. They just got some people that they know need Jesus, that they know need the truth, that need the love that only a spiritual parent can bring. Because they could be the next Billy Graham. They could be that person. So even if it's one or two, who are you investing in? Who are you helping to know Jesus? Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? God, thank you for your word, for your truth, and help us today to not take for granted what we've always had, not take for granted even the life we have, but to honor, honor those all around us. God, help us to do that because we can't do it on our own. We need your strength. We need your power. So God, in the th times that don't feel natural, when it doesn't feel natural to say something, to appreciate, to affirm, to recognize their value. Help us to press in so you can do the supernatural. So you can show up and do what only you can do. Because we've seen it time and time again. So help us to trust, to do what we're called to do and let you take care of the rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.